Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. What's going on, everybody? It's that time of week. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's time for the SHW podcast. SHW, this is our wrestling. I'm B-Double Brandon Benefield, GB Gerard Bonner, the lovely Diana Michelle. And after we already had this big, emotional, sad goodbye, and I thought I cried all the tears I had, look who's back. Look who's joining us all the way from Chicago. It's our savior. Yeah, he can't stay away. It's our savior, David Ali. Uh, first of all, before I get to David, let's, let me get to my cohorts here. GB, Diana, how we doing? Everybody good? We're good, man. We're yeah, good. We're, we're good. We're good. We're Everybody all cried out. Week to be freaking over, but I'm good. <laughs> all cried out, and now we have the guy that's going to make us cry again here. Uh, <laughs> uh, David I'm Ali. Done. Everything left. I'm done. What's up, buddy? How are you? You all moved I'm in? Good, yet? man. I'm glad. I'm glad I finally got settled in. Legit, just got settled in. So, Windy City, man. You only got like a few more days, maybe like a week before I start coming at you. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got bookends? Wow. I do. Um, I have one coming up that I'm really excited about. It's for Windy City Pro Wrestling. Um, there's a few details that I can't really give out there. Maybe what I'm doing, who I'm doing it with. Um, but one of the cool things about Windy City Pro Wrestling is that um, it's it's got a resurgence going on. So... Mm. If there's one thing that I'm good at is being a part of things that are resurging or like trying to get off on the, the right foot again. So yeah. they got an um, announcement coming out uh, June 4th okay. uh, about their championship, the, the WCPC championship. And mm-hmm. as everybody knows, um, I love wearing gold. I love championships. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not just the AC Mac thing. That's a... Yes. <laughs> that's a that's a David Ali thing too, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, go get on you. Yeah, well, right. it does. It does. So I, I'm curious because I definitely want to talk about the Chicago wrestling scene for you. Um, but before I do that, because I know inquiring minds want to know what caused the savior to make a move from Georgia to Chicago. Everybody wants to know. So what's the official answer? Um, there's a lot of different uh, reasons for my exodus up this way. Um, but really, um, I, I, what's the best way to put it? So around, for some reason, around December, my birthday time, I started getting in the feels about like what I'm doing, where I'm doing it at, and things of that nature. And um, I, it came time that... I was probably about to start repeating some of the same things that I had already done. Um, And not that that's a bad thing because, you know, repetition makes everything like a lot sharper or whatnot. Um, But with, with the advent of of those things happening, and then I think the the biggest kicker for me would be uh, WrestleMania Hmm. and yeah, WrestleMania uh, just because uh, some of you may know this one guy that was at Southern Honor, Austin Theory. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah, he, uh, he might be somebody. I'm not sure if you guys remember success. who that is. Just, just yeah. Theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, just Theory, right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, I don't, I don't know if people are aware of the history uh, that a few of us have in Atlanta. But um, I trained at WWE 4 when I first moved to Atlanta. 
my first big exit is to do something that I never thought I'd be able to do. And being there at WWA4, um, I became a student at AR Fox. And his first three students happened to be myself, AC Mack, and Austin Theory. And wow. right, that's a strong group, right? Right, wow. <laughs> so like, I, I had already, I already battled Mac for the IWTV World Championship, which is something that I don't think any of us ever thought we'd be doing, fighting for a world championship. Nonetheless, at our home, Southern Honor, for the first time, especially the first time a uh, world championship being defended between two guys of color mm -hmm. and one of them having the, having a, a preference mm -hmm. as far as like who he's romanticizing with. Um, it was, it was a lot of big things happening. So to see theory like on, on, on WrestleMania with Vince McMahon and Stone Cold after so many times we had already, we joked and like practice and like done all these different things, the stunner, you know what I mean? Just, mm -hmm just looking at that and then not only Austin Theory but looking at Cody Rhodes on top of that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes was somebody that whenever I, I started wrestling he had left WWE and he had he he wanted to bet on himself he thought that he could do more he thought that he could be more he thought he could be seen in a different light so coming back to WrestleMania after all of that after having created another company what some people would say in spite of that and then to, to come back you know to to do what he set out to do making himself a commodity that just let me know this is this is the right thing to do like mm -hmm. leaving from atlanta super hard very hard as you all can see from the video of the last southern on and last southern fry um boy i'm i needed to battle myself Mm -hmm. I, I could either stay in Georgia and, and be uh, a local Georgia hero for the rest of my career, or, or I could do what I originally set out to do as the savior, and that was save Georgia wrestling and then the world. So now I'm about to save the world, you know? And the interesting thing, and I'm going to stop talking, I promise, in a second, <laughs> so you ask another question. But uh, the interesting thing behind that is, is Cody's – He's always saying that his favorite wrestler is Triple H. Mm -hmm. My favorite wrestler has always been Triple H. And the first, the, the thing that got me to move from Chattanooga, the last place I was living at, to move to Atlanta to learn to be a wrestler was a tweet from Triple H. After I, w I was in my mind thinking of, I think this is what I want to do. I think this is what I want to do. I tweeted him randomly and it was like, I'm determined to have the type of career that you had in pro wrestling, do you have any advice? And you know, you, you tweet wrestlers, popular wrestlers, you tweet celebrities, and you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna put that out there and they're not gonna respond back. Yeah. It was not a couple hours later, he tweeted back, don't take no for an answer. So mm -hmm. I think it's very interesting that he propelled me to go to Atlanta to learn to be a wrestler. And now that I've learned what I've learned from people like Farrah Fox, QT Marshall, Todd Sexton, mm -hmm. Dylan, Frimer, Sunny Days. I was like, what do I want to call him? Uh, <laughs> Rick Michaels, you know, AJ Styles. Learning from all these guys in Georgia, now it's time to, to, to bet on myself and seeing, seeing or having Triple H push me to do that. And then Cody Rhodes, who's also inspired by Triple H, pushed me to do that. I just, it was, to me, it was just kismet. It was, mm. it was supposed to happen. 
So it was nothing against uh, anybody. I know I said a lot of things about the Georgia uh, Wrestling Awards. And I, I will say this. I don't want to give... Um, I don't want to give anybody uh, like too much credit for my decision-making process, but I will say um, not winning Georgia wrestler of the year last year, that, that really, I think kicked off my, what am I doing here now? If, mm. if I tried as much as I did um, in 2021 to, to grasp that, to grab it and it's still not work. I, I just thought to myself, what else can I do? Like I can't, I can't let this be my goal over and over and over and over again, mm. especially when I know for a fact that nobody had a better year than I did in Georgia in 2020. Nobody. And a, a lot of my friends or a lot of people that I respect are in that conversation. And there's arguments to be said, but I can honestly say for a fact that nobody had a better year than I did in 2021 in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And and just the um, the love that I got as soon as I announced that I was leaving, as soon as my last matches were happening at, at Southern Honor and Southern Fry, all the love that I received, and even even uncharted territory in uh, in Chattanooga. Uh, what is today? Today's Wednesday. On Monday, uncharted territory on Monday. Um, hey, today, you know today's Friday. Today's Friday. Is it really? Oh, oh, I got, I got it, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Well, you guys can edit that. You can edit that. Okay. Well, today's Friday. <laughs> today's Friday. So on Monday, I was at Uncharted Territory in Chattanooga. And, and even um, a lot of the wrestlers there on commentary, they were, they were putting over the fact that this was my last match as a Southerner. So to, to, to feel that respect, to feel that love and adoration from the fans, wrestlers, commentators, producers, bookers, promoters, it, it really opened my eyes up to, to the question I had before, what am I still doing here? Or what am I doing here? I, I, I did something like, mm-hmm. regardless of what one, I don't know what you would call Georgia wrestling history, but regardless of what one um, wrestling journal would say, the actuality is, is that I did something here and mm-hmm. I can't, I don't want, I don't ever want it to take away. Nobody can take it away from me. And now it's time to progress on top of that. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really glad I asked that question because you, <laughs> you, first of all, you're the guests. You can talk as much as you want to talk. Right. <laughs> That's why we, they hear us all the time. They want to hear you. Um, so there's that. But I, I think you said a lot and I think it's all super important. And I think one of the things, if I start working backwards is, we all said through all of 2021 that there was no question who the wrestler of the year was. Right. We've said that on this podcast. We've said it on commentary. We've said it a ton of times because your work has spoken for itself. And it's not a knock to the awards folks or to whoever voted or to who won. Facts are what they are. And there is no question of that. Um, so what I've learned historically, both in the wrestling business and out of the wrestling business is, you know, awards, sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they don't, but it doesn't stop the impact that was actually had. And I think, you know, as we have watched, as if we're watching you head to Chicago, 
you know, we all know how we were impacted. Um, the fans know how they were impacted. The wrestlers know how they were impacted. So you can absolutely carry that with you as a badge of honor that you really did do something. I want to ask this because I want to go to, of course, everybody can now watch this on IWTV, uh, SHW 39, your farewell match at Southern Honor. Talk about what that entire experience was like for you because we all knew it was going to be emotional. Um, and then there it was. What was that like for you? Uh, <clears throat> before I get in that, I, I would be remiss if I said all that about the, the Georgia Awards without saying that Joe Black is Georgia. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he's the man. And yeah. um, I, I don't think him winning over me devalues what he did and couldn't physically do in 2021. I feel like um, either anybody who would have won that category deserved to be in that category anyway. It was Judas, AC Mack, Logan Creed, I believe. Mm -hmm. And any one of us that would have won that deserved to win that. So I should say that first. Um, mm -hmm. To answer your question now um, about what it felt like walking into to Southern Honor 39, um, I should have just waited till 40, right? Just make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I spoke with, with Bravo about uh, the kind of match and the, the story that I want to tell. Just because him and I are, we're, we're best friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't care if that's like killing kayfabe right now. Um, I think our fans, they, they understand what we're doing, what it is. I don't want to treat them like they're dumb. Um, we're, we're best friends. Mm -hmm. And I, I spoke to Dylan the hardest thing to do was to speak to Dylan and speak to Todd, those two directly about leaving the South um, and not being a participant in those promotions as much as I had been. Um, just because I, I had become so, so immersed in those worlds, um, whether it was like backstage and like in front of everybody. Um, I learned so much from those guys. So Telling Dylan and telling Todd were like the hardest things to do. But when I, when I spoke to him about leaving, he asked me, the first thing he asked me was, what do you want to do on your way out? Mm -hmm. And uh, man, I'm starting to feel it right now. Jeez. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he was like, what do you want to do on your way out? And I, I, I got stuck on that question just because I was prepared to do whatever I needed to do to help the promotion grow if I wasn't gonna be there. Whether it meant like losing to like some dude that had never had a match before or losing to the, the oldest guy who had a million matches before. I was willing to do whatever it took because I, I feel like the example that every wrestler needs to, to have for those coming up is business first, personal later. And, and that's what's going to keep wrestling going. So when he asked me that, I was stuck. I was like, uh, what do you want me to do? But he just kept going, what do you want to do? And I, I thought about it for like two seconds, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to wrestle Bravo. Um, because as, as you said on commentary, I just watched it back this morning, by the way. Oh, wow. But wow. Uh, <laughs> I watched it back for the first time this morning. But as you said on commentary, like, Bravo, he's – 
he's he's got charisma he's got the the personality and in within enough time his ring work is going to be clean he's a guy that who's who's a lot like diamond dallas page coming in late but learning super quick and mm-hmm. you could say you could say that it's um it's because he's had a lot of help um through the the camp at nightmare factory and then because of that in AEW and working with Sean, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of good minds to pick from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That nonetheless, you know, just proves even more that he's gonna be a problem. He's right. gonna be a problem. And right. he really just reminded me of myself. A lot of people mm. were questioning, especially like um towards the end of the Street Fire gimmick, a lot of people were questioning like what it was that I had to give and if I could give it. And it was hard for me to get shot to prove that I had to pretty much go out of my way, burn some bridges and just be a heat seeker <laughs> just to even like get to a point where Bravo is at now. And I'm super happy. He didn't have to do any of that, but I wanted to be, I, I wanted to give to him what I wish people had given to me when they saw something in me and I knew Bravo could do it. And I knew we could, accomplish his story so I told him I was like I want to wrestle Bravo and he gave me the reins to like what we wanted to do in that match um mm. he did he had like of course his like one or two things that he would like to help his story progress um but he gave me the reins and and me and Bravo I, I told him that I want to tell um a brother versus brother passing of the torch type situation if I'm like if I'm not gonna be there I should say it like this. I feel like, and I don't, I don't know if this is going to make me sound like pompous or anything like that, but I feel like there was not a spot. There was not a spot like there is now for people like Bravo and people like myself, the guy who's, who's been told that he's undesirable, but undeniable, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I felt like I created, not myself, but I, f- I feel like people like myself, Joe Black, Owen Knight, AC Mack, we created that spot for, because mm-hmm. I don't know how long you've been watching Georgia Wrestling, but just even five years ago, like guys of color, guys who look like me, guys who look like Mack, AC, mm-hmm. <laughs> AC, the same person, Mack, <laughs> uh, Joe, Owen, like guys who look like us, Bravo, we were, we were cannon fodder, you know, to mm-hmm. make the other guys look good you know what i mean and it was still just a really like i'm not gonna say prejudice but it was still like low-key prejudice type you know like Mm -hmm. i never thought i was gonna get any like any 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 belts you know what i mean Mm -hmm. any heavyweight belts any championship belts i never thought that was gonna happen mid-carter belt yeah tag team belt possibly you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but um I think we all showed that what a champion could look like, what a champion should look like. And I didn't want that, that candle to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know Joe's been talking about like doing more backstage stuff. Um, and I know Owen's looking to progress as well, as far as like going to different States and things like that. And Max, the IWTV world champion, he's going to be all mm-hmm. over this thing. Mm-hmm. So if we're all like, leaving the scene at Southern Honor that Southern Honor helped create for us. I needed somebody to be there to carry that torch. And 
I didn't see anybody in that locker room that could do that except for my guy Bravo. And that's not that's that's not because of our relationship either. Cause he'll tell you <laughs> that I didn't wanna I didn't wanna have anything to do with him at first. <laughs> wow. We had a friend in common and I thought he was like the most arrogant, like <laughs> piece of shit that there ever was. Like <laughs> I, I did not care for him at first. And I went to uh the first the first nightmare factory um class event that they had right can't think of any words um Jokies, i Jokies. went to the first show he was in the main event you guys were there you guys commentated yeah. it yeah. Uh, i saw him in the, the main event with dean alexander and i was like all right he can he's not just all talk he's not just all walk he can actually like do this mm-hmm. you know and i after that i told him i walked up to him and i was like yo respect mm-hmm. you know respect and ever since then it's been like it's it's been a really good relationship that I I've I've been super thankful for because in wrestling you you're gonna come across like so many people. I was I was talking to Heather the other day, I was looking at uh I was looking at promotions to to some application to mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the roster and how many people they've had on there. And there's so, so many indie wrestlers out there. So many. Mm-hmm. And you come across these people and you you end up isolating yourself being on an island mm. and to to make a friend like that in wrestling that i know i'm gonna have forever that's not just a booker that's not just a promoter that's not just a mind that i could go to but somebody who who's going through the same things that i've gone through am going through and like to have that relationship is is untouchable so going back to your question it was it was very it was very um it's very heartwarming I, I did one of those things i didn't think i was gonna do where like i walked by the bathroom and i'm like that's the last time i'll ever see this bathroom like <laughs> regularly I'm, I'm coming down the stage and i'm like yeah. this is the last time i'm gonna walk my my entrance the last time mm-hmm. i'm gonna walk a match in this ring like that mm-hmm. and and i <laughs> i keep getting made fun of by like older wrestlers but like it's not the last time you're gonna be there and that's true it's not the last time but it's it it is in the sense of of how much i i am going to give personally there because mm-hmm. i i gave 100 percent there mm-hmm. i gave 100 percent of southern pride and any promotion that i went to in georgia and that's the reason why i'm looked at the way that i am looked at so if i'm going to do that around the world, if I'm gonna do that in Chicago, I gotta give that same 100%. I gotta get immersed, I gotta get in, you know what I mean? Totally. And um, it's, it's gonna be, it's, 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 it's very, it's very sad knowing that, like, I'm not gonna have my, my hand on the pulse like I did. Mm-hmm. So going into it was very hard. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's your question. Yeah, 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 so, it was. There's, there's a couple things that you just made me think about. You mentioned how there's just so many indie wrestlers in the world. If you even look on IWTV, I was thinking about this the other day, look at how many promotions alone on IWTV, and that's mm-hmm. just one streaming service for independent wrestling. There's more right. out there, and it's insane to think about how many people are on those cards of every single show, but, man, there's people everywhere. So the fact that you're able to, like, actually make connections and, and lifelong friends throughout this crazy world of indie wrestling and pro wrestling in general uh, really speaks to to some of these guys and girls that you've become really close with and us as well, because, you know, I consider us all a, a family here too. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, the fact that we got to see you 
since day one of SHW and, and, you know, got to see your progression all the way through has been uh, our honor and pleasure to be able to witness it and be able to call so many classic moments uh, that you've been a part of. But, um, you know, you, you touched on it uh, quite a bit as far as like the match that night uh, at the last show. Um, and you touched a little bit on, you know, walking around and saying goodbye to the bathroom or whatever weird stuff you were doing. <laughs> but, but like, what was the overall, like, uh, when you first got there that night, was there just like a weird sense that was just different from every other night? Like, were you going around and, and speaking to people backstage? Did, did everybody backstage treat you any like differently because that you were leaving or was it just wishing you well? Like, what was the vibe back backstage? Like you told us about in the ring, in the match. But I'm just curious, like, your whole experience backstage that night. I've said this uh, a million times, uh, whether I've typed it out or said it out, out loud. Um, and I'll say it again because I, I won't stop saying it. But regardless of what the Georgia dirt sheets say, <laughs> that locker room, like, we really do, we care about each other. And we care about this business. Like, anybody who watches, is my air conditioning super loud? No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> um, if, if anybody watches Southern Honor, like, religiously, compared to, like, other shows that are on IWTV or just, like, Raw or SmackDown, every time somebody comes out at a different show, there's something different. Whether it's something that they wear, um, the psychology behind a match, what they want to do in that match, what they want to say, how they want to feel. And the reason why it keeps changing is because everybody looks at that show that, that runs once a month, they look at it like mania. Mm. You know, they look at it like, like it's important. And everybody treats it like it's important. I, I've known those guys for like, what, three, three and a half years now. Mm -hmm. And Every time I see them, they're always, they'll work out, right? right? They're working out for Southern Honor. They'll have like maybe three shows in that month plus Southern Honor, but they're working out for Southern Honor. They're getting ready for Southern Honor. They ordered this for Southern Honor. Like that, that locker room, we really care about what we're doing and who we're doing it with. And there was a lot of people that were trying to get me to break, <laughs> trying to get me to cry. Like, oh, this is the last time. This is it. This is it. And I, I think my goal, so that way I could get through the match. And so I could, because I, I was supposed to be the savior. I wasn't supposed to be David Ali. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be the savior. And I, I've been the savior for 302 days mm -hmm. as Southern Honor champion, the longest reigning champion. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> and after I lost it, I was David Ali again. You know, and I had two matches as David Ali, two or three matches as David Ali, and I had to be the savior again this last time. And to do that, I had to walk in and act like everything was normal. Act like I was going to be there the next month. Act like I was going to see everybody every day like I usually do, or talk to them every day like I usually do. Uh, and I couldn't, if I were to let myself for like a moment think that like it was going to be the end, I probably would have broke down in the middle of the ring before anything ever happened. So yeah. I, that was that was my idea behind it. And um, nobody nobody treated me differently. I think um, I was surprised because 
I went to other places and they're like, oh, well, you know, like up north is like not popping or like the south is like really popping right now. You don't need to leave. But like Southern Honor and Southern Pride locker rooms, I got nothing but love. They were like, mm. go do that. You know, don't get stuck here. Don't don't just be the guy that wrestles here. And I, I, I feel like they feel that way because a lot of the talk about me has been in wrestling as a whole has been good. But one of the things that's always been said about me has been, I was afraid to leave Georgia. And mm. I think that me taking that step to come out here this far away on top of that, um, a lot of people were just like, you know, we're proud of like, like what you're doing and what you've done. Go out there and kick ass. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what the locker room is. Well, yeah. it's, it's interesting because like, you did a great job holding it all together. And we talked about this last week. So last week on the podcast, we did a review of the entire show from SHW 39. Of course, we talked a lot about your particular match with Carly and how it was your big farewell. And, uh, you know, we touched on this and easy, Diana, easy now. <laughs> but like, but the thing is, like, you did such a great job of holding it together through the match. But in my mind, just knowing, like, as it got deeper into the match is when it starts seeping in the back of my mind like getting a little more real like oh no i don't want the match to end because when the match is over that means that's it and you know and then of course i said this on commentary i went back and watched the show Uh, so by the way anybody who hadn't watched it yet shw 39 is now on iwtv so check it out and see this awesome match cheap plug there uh but it it was uh, (laughs) i went back and watched it earlier too and i remember saying at the end of your match you know, we always talk about moments in wrestling. Whether fans remember the match or particular parts of the match, there's always certain moments that really click in a fan's mind that they'll remember for years. And after your match, the way the fans reacted, like there was nobody sitting down. Everybody was standing up. Everybody was clapping. Everybody was chanting, thank you, David. You're making your way around. You're hugging fans. You're hugging us. It was just... Come on, baby. Come on. It was Come just... On. I'm just saying you did... <laughs> I'm giving you props for holding on, it together, David. Here. But but because she's not holding it together. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, but man, it, I just wanted you to know it was. I was thrilled to be able to be a part of that moment because that was one of those moments in wrestling that we talk about that people are going to remember, and uh, it was cool just to be a small little part of that. So, thank you, and thank you for three and a half years of being a, being a part of SHW, man. It's been a thrill. No, to comment on that on holding it together. <laughs> I, uh, man. What is that? is that? Is that a thing? I mean, Diana's never heard of holding it together. She doesn't. Know. <laughs> What's that? I don't know how to do She's it. Like, what? <laughs> I, I think, uh, I, I think I was really expecting to like ball out and cry, especially like that last walkout. You know, I was expecting it, but I don't think, I think the reason why I haven't been able to full on ball or cry or anything like that is because. It's not sad. Mm. And it would be different if I were retiring or if I got hurt and I couldn't do this anymore or if it was right. the last Southern Honor or something of that nature. Yeah. But I, it's not, it's not a sad thing. Like, whatever I do out here, I'm doing it for Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it to show that there are guys down there who are overlooked, underbooked, and, and, and all those things. Um, I, I remember at Uncharted Territory, I saw Owen Knight for the last time, 
before I see him again, hopefully somewhere down the line. But I, I saw him and I was telling him, I was like, dude, listen, one of the last things that Jake the Snake told me before I left was the same thing basically that Triple H said to me was like, don't take no for an answer. Now's the time to be a monster, to be a beast. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to like break the restraints, you know, go out there and, and like do the best, be the best you that there is out there. And I, I told that to Owen, I was like, bro, kill it while you're mm-hmm. here. Like, mm-hmm. don't let these people sit, tell you no. Look at what we did. Mm-hmm. Look at what we did like the last, the last year and a half, mm-hmm. you know? And we, a lot of people use that term history so loosely and they probably don't want to use it for like what him and I did, but I don't think there's been, it, very quickly Southern Honor became the top show in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Very quickly became one of the top shows. And to have two men of color in the cage like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then to end it with four guys in the cage and only come out on top, I, I told Dylan beforehand, um, I didn't want to drop it to anybody but Owen because mm. he, he was somebody, when I first started wrestling, the, the first day I went to WWE 4, it was uh, one of their anniversary shows, and it was Owen and D.A.T. Alien uh, with Kiera Hogan, Priscilla Kelly, and uh, I forgot who else was in that match, but I remember wow. looking at Owen and, like, his charisma, like, like his moveset, like, everything that he did, I was just like, this is the dude. Mm-hmm. Right here, this guy's like, I can't believe I ever heard of him before. And and we, we'd have matches um, year after year after year. He'd always get put matches with people that weren't me. They're all obviously better than me and stuff. And I was always like, I, I really want to wrestle Owen Knight. I really have to wrestle Owen Knight. And um, there's like mythical heat between myself and EWE. So I was never really booked there in a sense to wrestle Owen Knight. Um, and then Southern Honor happened. The new era happened, the breakdown happened, and our, our story happened. And him and I got to do that for the best title, the top title in the state, top show in the state, main event, cage match. Like, that's, that's, that to me is just like, I'm just so humbled and happy that I was able to do that. Yeah. And... I, I really want Owen to know that all because like I'm not there or all because he may feel some type of way to not let that deter him from the road that he needs to be on. Yeah. And I forgot what the question was. <laughs> I just started talking again. Oh my God. You were just no, talking about not not uh, losing it in the ring, is what you were. Yeah. What was oh yeah. But uh, hey, we do this on the show all the time. We take left <laughs> turns and right turns, and who knows where we started? I don't know. <laughs> we're just thrilled to have you on to hear you talk. Talk all you want, yeah. man. We love hearing yeah. you tell stories. Yeah, tell your stories. Now, I, I I am curious about this. So there are a lot of. I mean, it's funny. Obviously, there were the territory days back in the day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like they're back again, where you've got real wrestling regions and things are happening now. Um, Tell us why you picked Chicago 
I mean, there are a lot of wrestling cities that are out there. There are a lot of promotions in areas. Tell us why you landed on Chicago. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but uh, my significant other is Heather Monroe. Okay. And uh, she's a seven-year vet. She was number 89 on the women's 500 list for PWI. Mm-hmm. She's incredibly dope. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got her finger on the pulse about, like, what's happening, what needs to happen, what's going to happen. And her and I discussing, like, what to do next. She was based in Florida, I in Atlanta. And those are, those are two hubs for the Southeast. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we were looking to do, as we were looking to see what we needed to do next to progress, to for her to come out of number 89 and for me to actually get on the PWI, mm-hmm. uh, we were like, what, what is the next hub? And Chicago is, is a perfect hub for the Midwest, for the North. And though that's just, to me, the next level. Um, like the, the Georgia and the South have like a great history for Southern wrestling, WCW, NWA. Um, but now it's time to level up. Now it's time to, you know, put on the big boy pants. You know what I mean? And up North is where you have like all kinds of crazy stuff that even as I'm applying for, I'm like, am I going to be able to like hang with these guys? Like, what wow. am I doing? I'm getting away from my head. But it was always, one of the things you'll hear from wrestlers is that um, you'll only get better by wrestling people better than you. And man, are these guys up here good. Mm. These guys up here are good. And and I'm I'm 34 years old now. One of the other things going through my mind about what we need to do next is the age limit. Mm. Uh, My bump car is going to run out soon. You know, Mm. a lot of guys retire at like 40, 50, because pretty soon we're not going to be able to like stand up straight, walk straight, carry your own kids, carry your own groceries in. Mm -hmm. And that's something every wrestler needs to think about. And if they don't think about that, they'll get complacent, they'll get stuck, they'll get hurt, and they'll they'll end up not living the way they want to. So... Mm -hmm. being someone who's obsessed with, with this and being successful in this, I need to, if I have like four bump left on my bump card, I need to waste those, excuse me, not waste them, but I need to use those in a place that's also gonna matter. And mm-hmm. Chicago's a hub, man, it's a hub. Mm-hmm. Washington, DC, New York, mm-hmm. um, Rhode Island, you know, Pennsylvania, all these places that that are consistently running IWTV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get on that. I need to get seen. My ultimate goal, um, which I think is everybody's ultimate goal, whether you're in MLW, AEW, everybody's goal, whether they want to admit it or not, is WWE. Mm-hmm. Whether it's to have that raw moment, mm-hmm ultimately that WrestleMania moment of some degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I, I've been told like so many times, why do you want to work for them? They're letting everybody go. Why do you want to work for them? They control you. Why do you want to work for them this? Why do you want to work for them that? And that's, that's, I, it's like me going to school to be a doctor. 
right? I go to school to learn how to be a doctor. I don't want to just go to like, like, I don't want to be a pediatrician. I don't want to be like a physician at CVS or something like that. I want to be a surgeon. I need to save lives. Mm. And at WWE, I can be a surgeon. And if I'm ever going to get there, I need to show them that I belong there. I belong anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, Chicago just, it seemed right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Diana, don't you have a question <laughs> just burning on your heart? <laughs> Can she speak? <laughs> That's what I was I'm wondering. Afraid. I didn't know- afraid to say a word because you know I will start blowing my eyeball. (sighs) Okay, tell me your favorite memory (laughs) of, uh, I don't know, your early, early part of your career. I don't know. Just give me something random. Give me just the most random thing. Georgia, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just, just a random one. Just random. One of my favorite memories. Um, I, <laughs> I was booked for this show, or excuse me, I wasn't booked for the show. Let me start off like that. I was traveling around with this wrestler named Jackson Vile. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, and, I remember Jackson Vile. Yeah, right. You're, I think you'll like this story. So we get booked for this little place called, uh, or he gets booked for this little place called AWN. Okay. Yeah, and, uh. Yeah. I, I I rode with him, and then that's that's what every young wrestler who's ever who's listening to this, every young wrestler needs to show up because showing up is half the battle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I showed up with him. That was half the battle. I got booked, so now they're like, okay, we want you to film a promo. And who is the interviewer? Who <laughs> was the interviewer? Who was none other than Diana Michelle? Right. How about that? <laughs> and this was year. I've known Diana for a long time. Like, All of my career. You're and that everybody. was a reunion. That had to be a reunion because we actually met in Columbus. True. These are facts. That's how long it goes back. <laughs> um, yeah. But I remember it being hot as hell in that room. What it was so hot. Before yeah, we got, just, before we got on the air. I was telling them about it, yeah. Bro, it was hot. She had no shoes on. Everybody gave uh, everybody gives Renee a bunch of shit for not doing it in her shoes. She was the first one, man. Diana, wow. she was. She had no shoes on. Huckabee was there making fun of her not having any shoes on. I think he actually <laughs> cut a promo being like, "He got no shoes on. Like, what's going on?" But uh, I my Diana look taller. <laughs> ah, he had to do that to him. He had to do that. Yeah, to him. that's did. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Meeting Diana was is a, was a, was a breath of fresh air. Because uh, up until that point, anybody who was like anybody who was in a position like that, some kind of control or whatnot, and anybody who was as beautiful as she was, they they didn't give you. Is I'm sorry, you're so beautiful. Um, <laughs> but anybody who's like that like they they weren't like trying to like give any kind of wrestler like the time of day as far as like working with them or like even having a friendship with them and you were like one of the first like nice people in that position that like really made me feel I could go anywhere 
and you know I can I can make friends. So okay, stop, stop. I was just nah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. Well, since we're since we're going down memory lane, and since this is the SHW podcast, what are some <laughs> uh, fun SHW memories? Favorite, crazy, fun, anything? I don't know anything SHW related. Um, one thing that I didn't really think about until, oh man, who was I talking about it with? Um, man, who was I talking about this with? I, I forgot who, but we were talking about, um, uh, Danny getting hit in the head with the garbage can, right? <laughs> so she, that's her probably like number one hated memory of all time. She probably hates that. <laughs> I remember when the, uh, the, the Danny is trash tourist came out. She hated it, even though she made a buck off of it. She hated it. And one thing I didn't realize until somebody brought it to my attention is that her and I are trash siblings because almost shortly right after that, I get hit in the head with a garbage can by Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So we're yep. trash buddies. Uh. Danny, if you're watching this, we trash buddies. I don't know if you remember okay. that. Um, that's not my that's I got, that's not my favorite memory. I just I just thought about that and that was interesting. Um, <laughs> that was pretty neat. So I was not there, but I saw the. Game. That, that was my <laughs> favorite memory. You getting hit with a trash can. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not say that, Danny. I did not say that. That's all <laughs> No, not Danny I getting hit. So. I said my favorite memory is David getting hit by oh. the dumpster. Hmm. Not Danny. I'm not crossing <laughs> Danny. No, of course not. This is Danny's Danny Show podcast back in the day. No, that was that was my other show. And remember, David, you'll remember she used to always punch me in the face. That happened like multiple times. Yeah. Anyways, Heck yeah. I'm not going there I, again. I will say though, if if I, this one might be a little selfish, but it's because nothing like this has, has ever happened to me in wrestling since. But um, it was Southern Honor twenty eight. Was it when I won the belt? I believe there are 20, 22. 22. 22. That's right. It's the scramble. It, it was the scramble. It was the tournament and then the scramble mm -hmm. at the end. Yeah. That December, was 22? December 2020. Holy crap. That seems like such a long time ago. But yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just remember that day was the worst day ever so far. I was late to everything. Um, I remember I got to the venue. I got to the venue and I'm unloading my stuff. And in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm in another qualifying match. I'm not going to win. So let me just get all my, my stuff together and put it on real fast. And um, I got some new gear that night from Clint. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to wear this first since nobody's seen this. And I wear something that I wore before last because I'm not going to win it. That's nobody. Right. <laughs> um, I unload my bag and my wrestling shoes aren't in my bag. They're at the Nightmare Factory, which is 45 minutes the opposite way. Wow. And we're, it's like 7 o'clock. Wow. It's like seven, yeah, it's 7 o'clock. Wow. So <laughs> I'm freaking out. I'm like, I don't have any, I don't even have any, like, passable wrestling shoes. And I'm like, oh, man, what, what am I going to do? So I borrow um, Dylan's car. I drive all the way to the Nightmare Factory. I run in. I get my stuff. I run out. Cody Rose is in there and working out in the mirror. And he's like, Ali. And I was like, Cody, all right, I got to go. <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> um, in the car, drive super fast. I'm, like, hitting, like, 100 or 90 or something like that down the road. I'm like, man, if I get a ticket, I get a ticket. If I die, I die. I just got to get <laughs> to the show. So, like, I get to the show. 
I'm freaking out still. Me and Trevor only have like maybe like a couple minutes to call our match before we go on. We were supposed to go first, but we got bumped a second because of that. Um, and we called this match. It ended up being like one of my favorite matches because I had no time to think about what was happening in the match. I could just do character. And I remember um, the, the finish of the match afterwards, I, like, my, I got hit in the mouth at some point in that match. And I, I, I was like trying to fix my mouth or trying to feel where the pain was at. And it was the first time I do like, like the tongue thing. <laughs> it's the first time I ever did it. And I was like, I, I didn't notice that I did it. So then we go to have the second match. I'm getting to my favorite part. So we get to the second match and we're, we're calling it and everybody, everybody knows but me that I'm going to win the championship. So we're calling this match and I'm just like, I only do want to do two things. I want to do disaster boot and I want to do springboard hero. I've been working on those all week. I just want to do those things. And we all think Gunner, or they're all telling me that Gunner's going to go over. So we call the final spots of the match. We go out there, had the match. The final spots to come in. I'm supposed to go pin chip. And what's supposed to happen is Gunner pulls me off, gives me the jackhammer, one, two, three. I go to pin chip. Chip doesn't move. And uh, David Weekly counts to three. And, like, you can see it in the video. I'm like, oh, I just fucked up. I'm like, what? <laughs> what did happen? I look over to you guys, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's happening. And uh, oh, goes, he says to me, he goes, changed the finish up on you, didn't we? And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Austin Towers hands me the belt. And the only thing I could think of is, like, right before that, Steve Platinum made a rare appearance there. And I, the only thing I could think of is right before that, Steve was like, hey, so when you win, you know, remember that you're still an actor and you know act you know and i was i was like okay and i blew him off and i was like he doesn't know the finish he would a loser <laughs> so that happens and i'm just like and i'm just like okay okay maybe just like soak into it but like that you always hear stories about like the the belt going on someone and they don't know about it. it's a surprise but to, for it to happen and and because Gary and Dylan felt such a certain way about my work, especially because we all know how much Joe, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, how much he's respected and loved there. For them to see that I could be his successor to that meant the world to me, uh, just because of how much of a legend he is in Georgia. And I, I've said this online, I, I've said it, I don't know if I said it to him personally, but he was always somebody that I knew that I had to fight for me to like get a, my tough side over, you know? Um, and for them to believe that I could carry the company like that during the pandemic, after Joe got hurt, like all these things are going bad. They, they look to me to help them with that. And that's gotta be like, I, I will never forget that moment. Mm. I'll never forget that. You were and, uh, genuinely surprised, and that just that the face that you were making, and, and the surprise in your on your in your eyes, and just everything was like, oh my god, you really had no idea how how genuine this is to be able and to, and to be able to see you do that, and even after it was just oh. You want to talk about holding it together, <laughs> boy? I was like, <laughs> it, it was, I have no, I have no clue. So, we we posted a video earlier this week of all the uh, title changes throughout the course of the last three and a half years, 
and that's one of my favorite ones but like you have it came across on video great because like your reaction is so genuine and so shocked but also and i've said this for three for since you won the title that my favorite gb call of all time was when you won the title because he just goes no <laughs> that was the beginning of asshole david oh, <laughs> it was hilarious man. yo it's, it's things like that though it's things like that that is the reason why like wrestling there is is like it, it felt like like raw or like smackdown mm-hmm. or something like that like you guys are so good at what you do and putting over like the matches and the story and things like that like like i I've, i don't think i've ever watched southern honor on mute since you guys have been like wow. the primary commentators you can't you can't wow. and when i get fan video or when somebody's like y'all record your match like i don't even like i i watch it to see like oh okay i, I did this cool i did that cool but like i i don't post any of that i, I wait till the show comes out because okay. like you guys make it like a complete sandwich. Other than that, it's just like lettuce and tomatoes and stuff everywhere. But like, wow. you guys make it whole. What a weird analogy. You right? guys are whole hoagie. I love that? it. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thank you. But it's, Thank it's you. those moments that make it like what you're, what you guys were saying, like mm-hmm. moments, you know? Yeah. Like how many times did that shit get played <laughs> after I won or like during the course of the time where I was defending it? Like, mm-hmm. no, yeah. it's such an iconic, like, and at oh, the time, I was like, I was, I was like, I was, I was a son of a bitch. I was evil. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I had yet to introduce Big Red, but right. like at that time, I was like, I was just being as evil as I could, mm-hmm. and like you really sold the no, oh my god, like, <laughs> and then Dub was just like, I don't know what to, <laughs> he was gonna have a heart attack or something, and like, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was it was all of that was just people talk about my reaction being genuine yeah. all of that was yeah. was genuine and that's yeah. that's the things that like i i love about working at southern honor like yeah and i, I hope i find that somewhere out here and if For i sure. don't then i guess i guess i gotta come back through don't i <laughs> yes, I mean, unless we all run into each other in some national promotion somewhere, which I, I I'll say this much. Um, I said to a few people, especially during uh, the AEW tapings, because as as much fun as it looks to to go and do the tapings down there, um, it's really, really difficult on the mm. mental psyche to mm. go out there and get that close to the sun and still be so far away mm-hmm. and to go back to like keep getting closer to the sun, closer to the sun, closer to the sun and just never, never even feeling sweat. Wow. It's, it, I, I would tell like a lot of my friends there, um, Tesha Price, who's, who's Fallon on WWE now. Okay. Yeah. Or, or Ben Buchanan, mm-hmm. who's, I'm still going to call him Ben Buchanan. Yeah. That's just, that's right. just who he is. But <laughs> right. A lot of these guys you've got, who are, who are just recently signed, I would tell them before, I'm like, bro, like, I've already seen the future. We're sitting around catering. We're all hired. We're all signed. And it's because, it's because people can get signed based off of look, based off of who said that they were good or whatnot. But mm. ultimately, the people who last long, the people who make a difference, the people who, who, who change 
what's happening in the business is because of those who work hard and bust their ass. And Tesha, like, I, she's been through so much and she's busted her ass so hard. And for her to finally get that, because she tried out twice, did wow. the May Young Classic, did all mm-hmm. the AEWs, traveled with them, and was still like, what do I got to do? And to see her get signed like that, and to see, like, to see, like, all of my cohorts get signed to some degree, whether it's there or AEW, it's just, it's, it, it does nothing but, like, make me believe that, because for a while there, I was like, man, I guess I got to go sleep with somebody, or I guess I got to go change my appearance, or I got to, like, like, like wish I, I looked a certain type of way, but at the end of the day, what it showed me is that hard work is what got them there. Hard work is what's going to get me there. Hard work is what's going to get us there. Mm-hmm. And you guys are hard. All three of you are hard workers. Like, and I don't think anybody knows like what goes into what you guys do, whether it's remembering people's stats, mm-hmm. remembering the history, or even like going on your own and learning the history. Like you guys bring your own equipment. Like mm-hmm. it's like the the hard work and for no for like little to no like pay. Mm-hmm. So you guys are doing this because you love this, you care about this. And it, it definitely shows when things happen. No, you know, it definitely shows. Like, you, I always tell you that this is your your catchphrase, Gerard. Like, we're doing incredible things. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's real. Yeah. No, it's it's very real. And I I've said this before, but it's probably important to say publicly. I I uh, told you this as well. I am appreciative to you because you gave me an opportunity. Um, when we were taping some interview segments and I was supposed to just do a segment with Joe Black and um, I'm, why, why am I forgetting his name? I don't know why I'm forgetting his name and I feel really bad that I'm forgetting. Was it when you, you never forget anything. Yeah, it was, yeah, David, yeah. It was David. Yeah, David, 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 David no, it, right, no, no, no. But I was originally doing um, a segment it was supposed to be with Joe Black ah. and with our champion then, who has retired and his name is escaping me. Corey. Um, Corey. Corey, Corey thank you. Corey Hollis, right? <laughs> so he's going to kill me. He for that, never right? forgets. So <laughs> it just is a brain fog. Brain fog. It happens. Sorry, I think that's so, so funny. <laughs> so here's the deal, right? I literally was going there just to do that segment. And David tells Dylan, uh, no, I need him to interview us. And that's where the whole famous crotch kick happened and all this stuff that was never supposed to happen. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, wow, David trusts me, you know, and that was a big deal. It was a really, really big deal. And then all the craziness we did was just, it was nuts, but it was, to me, it was like, he trusts me. That was big, you know, and that was, Again, it's, you know, we are, we are discovering, and I, what I don't think people understand is, you know, we're all a giant team, right? right? We each have our different roles to play, but we're all a giant team. And so when we get the opportunity to work together and create magic, it's a wonderful thing, you know? And so I'm, I am incredibly grateful uh, to you for giving me that opportunity and for, for trusting us with, your championship reign, um, which was just incredible. It was absolutely Even though it incredible. took me forever to say hallelujah. She said it the last night. And when she <laughs> said it, I was like, oh, we got a situation. 
Only she, because. Yeah. No, I'll tell you this much. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll let you tell it. I'll let you tell it. She said it one other time. I think it was the the last time I came out when I fought uh, Cyrus. Okay. Right, and yeah. she was like, "How do you want me to introduce you when you come out?" And I was like. Can you just ask everybody to say hallelujah? And she fought me so hard on it, still. <laughs> and I was a baby face. I was a wow. fresh baby face. That's the, like, only, that's the only reason why I agree. But even, even Gerard and my, my reaction, Gerard's reaction on commentary, we were like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> right. well, Diana was like, one of those I'm things. Gonna do yeah. I'm going to do it hard, and I did that really hard for you. But for, yeah. for like, for like a It was with everything I had in me. I did it really hard for you. <laughs> It was so funny though, because like a full year or however long it was, we're like, we're yeah. never gonna say it, right? <laughs> never say never. It. So when she never said it, fans would be like, "Oh, Diana, just hallelujah." I was like, "No, don't be wearing that mask. Take that nasty shirt off. I'm not wearing. No, never gonna say it." Huh? <laughs> you know, you turned baby, so it was okay. I knew you weren't gonna hit me with a bat or throw a microphone at me. That's which so which funny. goes back to the trust thing that, that uh, Gerard was speaking about. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know how to tell the story, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the the night, the first night that I said "Hallelujah" in the in the arena, um, in my head, I was I, I think I spoke to all you guys in a private chat vaguely about like what I wanted to do. Yeah, and in my head, I was like, I'm not gonna tell them too much. <laughs> I don't want them to say no. <laughs> so hopefully they'll trust me whenever I'm just like, I want to do this. Yeah. And it's not, it's going to be real quick. It wasn't a hundred percent what I said it was going to be, but you guys trusted me uh, when I came out with the bat and yeah. I put it to your throat. Some of us, some throat. of us trusted you. Some of us didn't. Yeah. Some of us didn't know. We didn't have a clue. But, but, but you guys played your roles so well, not knowing exactly what 100% what I was going to do. You guys trust me to like, uh, uh, he's not going to hit me with the bat, I guess. Like, I guess this is not real barbed wire. Uh, but you guys, you guys trust me. And, and Diana, as many times as, as like, I've sexually harassed you getting into the ring or getting the microphone from you. You've always trusted me to like oh not go full on. <laughs> Just skills of what happened. I was like, did he really get that close to me? I mean, oh uh, So I, I just uploaded um, my match with Gunnar Miller. And uh, <laughs> in that one, I think that was when, uh, it, I think it was the first time the crowd started singing all the way. And I was like, oh, snap, this is happening. And I remember I go to get the mic from you. And, like, I didn't want <laughs> I didn't want anything to do with you specifically. I just remember I was just like, can I have this mic? And I was you just like, so. You were, like, so... in my face. And I was like, <laughs> oh. But the skill of that was, like, we were kind of, like, connected. And I was like, wait a minute. I hated him. And he was just being an ass. When I came back from the mic after I turned away from you, I, I thought to myself, I was like, why was I so close to her just now? I had no idea. It's like we didn't have arms. It's like you had to get close just to grab it or something. It was like, just here. Just take but it. It goes back to the trust. You guys trust me to not do yeah. anything crazy to you, but you yeah. still trust me enough to right. like, to, yeah. to, to be creative. And um, let you be I, creative. And after that, I think Dylan trusted me a lot more to be creative as far as like what direction I wanted to take the savior. 
mm-hmm. and the Sabres' relationship with Gary Lamb, especially, mm-hmm. what direction we want to take that in. And I, I, I will say, um, I, I'm, I'm really glad that uh, we ended up getting Todd Sexton in the back because um, even though Dylan gave me the opportunity to be in, in the, the center spotlight at Southern Honor, and he gave me the opportunity to like film all these promos and vignettes and stuff like that. Um, it, it, Todd was like the first person to like full on distrust me with the savior gimmick that I wanted to do. Um, I remember he really wanted me to do like the heavyweight killer, and I was supposed to go out and cut this promo against a bunch of like heavyweights and stuff like that. So I. I think my best promos come when I don't think about what I'm going to say, but I have like an idea of what I'm going to say. So I went out there and I was just, I was really just, I was pissed. I was pissed at my position as Southern Honor because I feel like Southern Honor 1000 had just happened and I didn't really have any part in that at all. Like I was in the background and in the pictures, I'm like right up front with Jericho, but I was like, ain't nobody from stand up here but me right now. So I had to like <laughs> steal that spot so people know that I was there at least. Right. I was just so frustrated, I was so pissed off. So he gave me the mic, and that's like the worst thing you want to do to a person who's pissed off is give them a live mic. So I went out there and I, I cut a promo, and Todd was like, I got it, we're doing this. And I think it's because of what I did there and how Todd helped helped build me that Dylan was able to be like, I I like I like this package. Let's see what we can do with it. And then he really started trusting me and and dylan and i like creatively <laughs> we've been we've butted heads a lot but i think it's because he's so creative and i'm so creative but what i what i take away from that relationship and i want everybody to like wh- whoever's watching this what i want them to take away from that is is that compromise is the best thing it's mm-hmm. the best thing and, and it can work me and dylan compromised a lot on how we wanted the savior to look especially when it came to um which is one of my favorite matches of all time me and dylan the first one mm-hmm. um it ended in like a disqualification i hit him with big red but that yeah. that match is, is a match that i send out to promoters whenever i want them to see my work rate or what wow. i can do that's the match that i sent to wwe from the tryout wow. and yeah and and um like he i remember i I I say I don't know if that was before or after I put the bat to your guys' throat. I think oh, I had big red, so it was it was after that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it was it was that that time he was really mad at me because I didn't tell him what I was gonna do. Yeah. But I think it was after the match that we had together that he like his trust was at like maybe like a like a a, a thirty or fifty percent. But it was after that that he like was like I, I trust you, and like I. It's that, it's that, um, cause Todd's always been like, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. So I never had to like wonder with Todd, but like Dylan is somebody who, who I always was like, I gotta get his respect. I gotta get his respect. I gotta get his respect. Even though I'm older than him, he's been wrestling a hell of a lot longer than I have. And the last time we wrestled before that was, was, it wasn't a cluster, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the best match. So to me, it's like whenever, you wrestle Vince McMahon on WWE. Like this is the time to prove like what you're able to be capable of and not just by saying it or showing somebody, but like being in those moments together. 
and and getting that respect from him is is something that like I'm always I'm always gonna take with me. That's that's my dude. I love that man. Like, yeah. and it wasn't until wrestling that I know that I loved all these men. But <laughs> I love yeah. I love Dylan. That's that's my dude. That's my guy. Yeah, we say it all the time, man. You don't realize it until you get involved with it. But it's become a family, you know, especially at SHW, especially the my two core cohorts here. Uh, we talk about it all the time, how, how close we've become. And, of course, mm-hmm. with uh, several folks on the roster, you being one of the main ones, uh, just how close all of us have become. It's been uh, it's been something else. So um, real quick, though, I, I, we're running a little long here. It's been great to have you on. But I saw that earlier this week. Or maybe it was over the weekend. You're gonna have to pull one of your sleeves up. I think it's your left arm, maybe. Uh, old Cheyenne, the sign girl. Uh, oh, I bet she loved that. She, she branded you. She branded you. Gunman. Branded you for life. I don't know if you guys. Where's it at? Oh, I gotta turn there it, it is, a little. There more. it is. There it is. There yeah. it is. Yeah. There we go. You there reminded go. me because you talked about you and Dylan. I saw the picture of you and Dylan both showing off the uh, SHW tattoos. But uh, how cool was that? I mean, you, we talk about how close. Uh, of a family we are we all work there you know and so but talk about some of these fans that have that you've become connected with over the over the course of your career down here in Georgia I man it's it's really weird for me to have like like I've I push people as fathers <laughs> um yeah I like uh one of the first things I did as a savior anywhere was I, I pushed Alan Angel's dad Papa Angel's yeah mm-hmm. and He's such a good, he's such a good sport. I was just supposed to push him, and he just took a full-on bump on the, on the gym floor, and yeah. like I've done stuff like that, you know. I've kicked, I punched my my, um, I don't know what I was about to call her, but I punched Shalondra Royal in the face. I remember I that. I kicked Morgan's head off. Um, I kicked Logan head or Logan head. I kicked, <laughs> can't even talk anymore. <laughs> I kicked Logan Creed's head off in front of his kid. By the way, that was that was one of those things that was like we talk about stuff being unscripted or whatever you want to say. <laughs> that was one of those things because I was doing this interview with Logan. His little kid was what two at the time was yeah. just playing in the ring behind us, and he said, "Oh, he'll be fine back there." Like we didn't know exactly what how he would react, but when you did that, and then he it made for like the best video ever. Yes, that was the best. His little boy runs up and he's all worried and scared. I, I felt like David went. Oh, and then come he on, looks man. up at like wherever David went, and he was just like, "You son of a!" I mean, you can see in his face like, "You kicked my daddy." He looked tougher than I did because I run over and I'm like, "Oh, it's okay, little guy. Uh, I don't know what to say." Like, I don't yeah, whatever. I'm saying about my daddy. That was pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're kicking uh, all kinds of folks. Yeah, I did all this. I did all this crap to people. I did all these mean things to people. And like for them to like, for them to like care about about like what we're doing, it's um, you know it's I I've been a fan of like TV shows and movies and things like that to where uh, we'll say like the MCU for a good example. I'm a big fan of that, so I keep up with like the storylines. I keep up with like the villains and things like that. So when it comes to to Endgame. You know, you're like, oh, it's, it's all wrapped up, and oh, I, I love these people. Like, uh, I don't want them to leave or anything like that. And that's what it kind of feels like, like having been at Southern Honor or just wrestling in the South in, in Georgia. Period, was like they all kept up what was happening, and mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know how much until people started referencing things I did as a street fighter, or just even me being the street fighter altogether. 
and and people like really they really care and i can't like that's that's one thing that like i'm not that i i have i don't even have any words for like to me that that's after i put out the the post about southern pride and then i put out the one about southern honor and all the comments that like trickled down there from workers and fans we're talking about fans specifically um i was just i was just amazed and like they're still coming in you know like the the messages and stuff and people like really really care and i was like i didn't do all this did i like i didn't i don't think i did anything like that crazy but i i forgot who i was saying it to but it's it's really weird how i i started all this because i wasn't i couldn't get booked anywhere in my home state i had to go and put windshield time to go to north carolina memphis florida all these different places and like i, I couldn't get booked and the savior was just born because like somebody had to save David Ali. Somebody had to save him from being forgotten about, for being left on the mid car, for being put in like these curtain jerker matches. Somebody had to save him and somebody had to save this this dumb idea that that you have to bring in somebody from out of state to fight somebody else from out of state to draw a show. Mm -hmm. I I've been told by so many different promoters so many different times in Georgia, who who book guys that I came up with, who guys who I trained with, who I've wrestled a million times before, I've been told that I'm not a draw, and that's why I'm not getting booked. And my response to that has always been, "How can you tell me that I am not a draw if you don't give me a shot?" Right. That is that is unfair for us to put in these man times in the ring, outside the ring, working out, and just to be like, "Oh, well, nobody knows who you are, so we're not even going to try." Building new stars was always my mission. It was my mission for myself. It was my mission to get everybody else seen that I could possibly have gotten seen. And hopefully, I, I always said hopefully I did that. But like seeing all the the fan reactions and stuff like that, like like I really felt like I I saved Georgia to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird, it's like saying that as like a part of a promo first we're going to save Georgia and then the world. But like when one thing happens, you can't help but feel like the other thing's going to happen also, you know? And as, as Southern Honor champion, you know, I got to fight Joe. I got to fight Owen. I got to go to pro South and fight guys there. And I got to do hell freezes over, which everybody's talking about this for, forbidden door thing. That was the first forbidden door thing in Georgia. Yeah. You know, yeah. all those promotions, except for action coming together, to like have this show where everybody puts their beefs aside and that ending spot to be like multiple champions, like fighting each other. Mm -hmm. Like when are you going to see that? Like, hopefully they have another one. They need to have another one, but like, yeah. when are you going to see stuff like that? Like you guys have talked about overkill, like not being at Southern honor and stuff, but we broke the multiverse. We got it in there. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? And like, like the fans they they remember that they're gonna remember that which is the reason why bravo and ice match was the way that it was we got told um before we went out there we we're like you guys do what you need to do you know go kill it you guys are like this is from another worker you guys are like the real main event and seeing as how short the main event went like i just kind of like you know brush that aside but seeing the show 
and after the show, I was like, oh, we were the main, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and like people, people, they cared about what happened in that match. Mm -hmm. They wanted to, they wanted to see Bravo come out on top. I cut that promo beforehand saying that like, yo, you can't kiss Cody Rhodes' ass now. You know, yeah. you can't ride Sean Dean's coattails, even though he's over here right now. Mm -hmm. You can't, Nightmare Factory's not here. QT can't give you a lesson right now. Mm -hmm. And I said all that not to just not to just get a cheap pop from everybody, which it worked. But um, <laughs> I didn't say all that for the, those reasons. I said all that so that way they know in their head that Bravo's the next guy. Mm -hmm. You know that when he does beat me, when he does do everything he can to show that he's learned A, B, C, and D, that they respect him at the end of that. And I think we get the goal accomplished. Mm -hmm. And it's it's those fans who made stuff like this for me. Like, wow. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's wow. fans like that that like, I'll I will do this forever if I can for you know. Mm -hmm. um, it just it means it means a lot. It means mm -hmm. it means the world to me. And um, man, I I, I have no words. <laughs> You know, you, we talked about, a, a, you know, like Cheyenne, the sign girl, obviously tattooing you and always making some of the most creative signs. And obviously there's the Alleluia uh, choir over there. The wallpaper in your house. Oh, 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 oh wait a second now. <laughs> then he's got like 50,000 of those. Look at that. Oh, he's got them all. Wow. He's got all the signs right there. Oh God, please give a shout out. He's got them all. David, David, you can't see this. There you go. There you go. <laughs> this one, Lee This one's real special. It's even though it looks like me on here twice. That's Mac. Yeah. And this is me from ROH. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> hey, I hey. saw that actually. I was there. I was there, I was there too. Like, oh my God. Hey, hey, David. I have a confession to make about that last drawing. So before that show where they made that poster, Mike hit me up and he's like, "Hey." Do you have the picture of David from ROH when he was one of Dalton Castle's boys? And I was like, why? And he's like, he's like, well, we're working on something for the next show. And here's the thing, though. I didn't have the picture. He ended up finding it. But I was like, I, I was like, I know exactly what picture you're talking about, but I don't have it, unfortunately. And uh, he goes, okay, I'll keep looking. And apparently they ended up finding it so they could draw off of uh, mm -hmm. off that picture. So awesome. You're lucky, B. You're lucky. <laughs> that. You're lucky. That turned out to be one of my favorite posters, though. <laughs> right. What's super interesting about that is uh, the night that I did that, I was like, nobody's going to know who I am. Yeah, okay, Are you kidding me? We knew. Gerard was knew. in the freaking crowd. Yeah. I was me like right after that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was there. I didn't, I didn't say anything. You were there too? Yeah. yeah, we were there. Yeah, I was there too. <laughs> And we all, all knew, we all knew, we all, we weren't there together. It was funny because oh I think this might have been, was this before we started all working at SHW yes, together? Well, I think, or, I think around the same time. Yeah, it was, was like after the first, the first night. It was after the first show. Yeah. yeah that weekend, so yeah. yeah, we did together. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I was so what mad. I, he texted me. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all of these, man. I got this one. Oh, yeah. I'll put these real quick. I know we're running, running long. No, oh, you're good, man. This is Luchasaurus. That's all. Awesome. Ah. Uh, street farter right here. <laughs> but this one doubles as Ali Lusa right there. Oh, oh wow. see, that, was, that was Ali Lusa. Yeah. Oh, so this, many one good is a, this one has a rock on it, so I'm cool with that one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this one, um, oh man, which, 
man. Which show? Oh, this had to be uh, the Bone Cows match, probably. Ah, okay. Offensive. Yeah. I'm oh. Gotcha. Either 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 that or you and Owen in the cage, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking it's, it's one of those. There's yeah. blood on it. It's that's very graphic. <laughs> uh, this is me and Jordan Kingsley. This Jordan Kingsley over here on the side over there. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> which that was one of my favorite matches too with Jordan Kingsley. Yeah. That kid can do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. See, this is where I'm like, you stick your tongue out. <laughs> These are good. Oh, this is one I fought Sunny Days. Oh, this is uh-huh. the, no, this is the bunkhouse match because it's, uh-huh. it's Tower dressed up as Sunny Days. Uh-huh. And then I got the Logan Creed makeup on right here. Nice. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, and then yeah. this ah, this ironically is the last one that I made, is the last one. Or not the last one that I made, but the last one that they made for me. David can't save us, but Flo can. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I even went to them and was like. Something a baby face for like four signs now. Are you got to steal it right, Nate? <laughs> we can't so steal the gimmick, right? We can't kill it. We gotta. You got That's on my case awesome. the other uh, before your last match. You had posted That's something awesome. on the fan page, and I think I posted like a gif of like an eye roll or something. And then you texted yeah. me, and you're like, "Hey, I'm a baby face now. Come on, man." And so I was like, "Fine, I'll delete it." You were such a heel. Like, like, such a heel. I went so in and deleted it. Was it. Like, it's burned. <sighs> I can't believe I actually love you. hey real quick we're talking about the fan interactions and stuff like it it made me think i'm going to give a shout out to our pal alex two different instances uh one these are early sw days so this is back three three and a half years ago one was the snickers remember (laughs) you remember that so tell us the snickers story real quick so alex i I worked at ddp yoga with uh with danny jordan yeah Uh, she got me a job there and alex uh used to come in he was a client Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big fan of wrestling and um, he was telling me a story about um, him being involved in one of the Dusty Rhodes slash uh, Hurrah's wrestling or whatnot. Um, and him and I got really close as friends and to be honest, uh, I think he, I was, I was such a I was such a nagging heel on the mic, I was complaining about everything he was like, you need a Snickers. <laughs> so he was like, I'm going to bring the Snickers to the next show. And I was like, okay. So we're out there. He gives me a Snickers. And I'm With looking at it. I'm it, like, said, it said, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Grab a Snickers. <laughs> yeah. And then he gave you a Snickers. <laughs> and then he held the sign up. And I was like, oh, yeah. I ate it. And I was like, bro, I needed this right now. I think I just got finished with a match. <laughs> but I, I was like, I needed this. I took another bite. And I was like, spit it at him. Wow. <laughs> Yep. And well, he has a great, wow. another person who trusts me. Who right. trusts me enough. I think um I've shoved him a few times too. So and uh, that was the other story I was gonna bring up to you to see if you remembered it, because there's been so many instances. But there was one time early on, and I think it might have been after the Snickers one, maybe, but you apparently cleared it with him ahead of time, but nobody else knew about it. And so <laughs> security and people at SHW literally freaked out for a second because Here's this fan that, and he sold it. He went down. Like you shoved him, and he went down, and everybody around him freaked out. And security ran over. They're freaking out. At the time, I think DC was doing commentary with me, and so like oh DC was even freaking out. Like had to run over there and like check. And it was like a whole big scene. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And this is in light of think about what just happened this past weekend. Like you never know what kind of crazy mm-hmm. stuff's gonna mm-hmm. go down with fans mm-hmm. and stuff. So. Right. <laughs> 
So anyways, right. then, like, later on, I remember Alex telling me, he was like, oh, yeah, me and David talked about that. I was like, what? Oh, come on, man. I, thought, I think the I, worst thing ooh. anybody could have ever said on anybody's podcast was ask for forgiveness later. Because I really take that to heart a lot of times. <laughs> Especially when I, when I feel like something um, is going to get shot down. But I'm like, oh, this will definitely work. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I needed to push Alex or spit candy in his face at all. I just think it was fun. Um. <laughs> oh, it turned out funny and it looked great on video. So yeah, <laughs> whatever. Anyways, good times, good times with the savior and the street fighter. Uh, all of all of the iterations of David Ali over the three and a half yeah. years at SHW. What a pleasure it's been for all of us to uh, witness your journey, and uh, we are all definitely gonna miss you. But like you said to us, and we talked privately after the show. Uh, this is not goodbye. It's just see you later. And uh, can't wait to see you down the road, man. And like GB said, perhaps uh, next time we see each other, we'll be calling you on a national TV show or something. Who knows? You never know. But, David, thanks for joining us. Any final words to the uh, SHW uh, faithful that might be watching here tonight? Um, to you guys personally, man, I, I know I've said it like a zillion times, and like, I hope you guys like – really believe me when I say that like I, I really do love you guys you guys have no idea like what you mean to me in my mental psyche as far as like moving halfway across the country um to Southern Honor Faithful like you guys you guys are here you guys are always going to be with me no matter like where I go no matter what I do um I I'll I'll be back eventually um, but, you know, time is one of those things that nobody knows about because it hasn't happened yet. So I can't really say exactly when I'll be back. Um, I, I will say thanks for, for caring about me leaving after I faked you guys out the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we can't um, miss that, you if you don't go away. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it just goes to show, like, with the how much the fans care that, like, mm-hmm. I, I – I CM Punk faked him out the first time and still came back and and they they care so like I, I love I love the fans I love yeah. I love them all um, I I would love to list them all by name because I know a lot of them by name because we you know talk on social media but that would be um, I think that'd be irresponsible of me because I feel like I'd forget somebody's name so <laughs> you guys are my people um, the Hallelujah Court. Cheyenne, the sign girl. I just said I was going to name anybody, so I don't know why I'm doing it now. Um, but, like, I think a lot of the people that really don't get a shout-out to for making us look like stars, making us look like we belong on TV, are camera people. Uh, Nathan, Michaela, Robert. Our sound. Yeah. Garrett. Garrett is so underrated up there. Like, if it wasn't for him, the tie cues would be so jacked. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. Like, the, the effort that you guys do and do. And I think I'm going to say this. I don't know if you guys want me to say this, but it's a testament to how hard you all work to put this product out there. You guys do this shit for free. Mm-hmm. And that, that is, that makes me want to work harder knowing that you guys are doing this for free. I want to give you guys something back. I want to give you guys something to like, to, to feel like, Oh, well, at least I, I came here. I'm glad I came here. And like, I hope you all stay as interconnected as you are when I was there so that way when I do come back, I can come back home to 
to a happy family, man. I, I love, I love you guys. I love Southern Honor. I, I love the fact that we were under heat and we've come out of heat. I love the fact that we started out slow, we finished it off strong. And I just love, I love everything that it represents. Like if I have, if I have any honor, it's Southern Honor. Wow. Mm. You know, you and I, you, you were one of my day ones. You're gonna be the one telling everybody that came on. <laughs> I'm be the first okay. one. It'll be like that. <laughs> I love you, and I'm proud of you. Just go kill it, man. Just do your thing. Be I dangerous. would not be. I would. Oh, I would not be. <laughs> I would not be as half as confident, half as good, half of what I am without you guys. Um, there's there's a lyric in my interest music that I didn't even know people cared about until my last night was coming up and they asked me to use it. Um, there's a lyric in there that I feel like is so 100% true and it's because of the work that we've all done together. Um, I'm more than just a man. I'm more than just a man and it's, it's because of you guys. Wow. <laughs> what an honor i respect you brother thank you for everything and uh i'm i'm just i'm excited i can't wait to see how you tear this country up because you are absolutely about to be unleashed and i am excited that we got to play a part and uh yeah it's just beginning buddy love you brother love you guys thank you guys so much yes, yeah right. and, and and we've you know <laughs> I know we've run long, but it's just been, it's so exciting to have you on here. And I, I just yeah, let you go, David. I just don't want to let you go. <laughs> it's been, this whole thing has just been bittersweet and bitter in the fact that selfishly, obviously I don't want you to leave, but I know it's sweet because I'm excited to see where you go. Just like GB said, I can't wait to see what the future holds. Uh, and I'm excited to see what comes next for you. And I'm just excited for the next time you come into town to visit because, you know, like you said, we're going to be uh, your big old happy family welcoming you back with open arms. So uh, I can't wait to hear that pop uh, from the crowd as well. But, uh, man, yeah. it's been a pleasure, and thank you so much. And, hey, I guess it's going to wrap this up because we're just going to turn it into a big mess oh over here. So <laughs> before we go too much farther, uh, that's going to do it, and we will see you all back here next week. But until then, this has been – Oh my God, SHW. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely get it out. <laughs> this is our wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>